I'm so late to that. Amifaku. Is it Amifaku? Uh, How do you say her name? Ami. You're right. Fawu. She's, she's South African yeah. or she's Ghanaian? I think she's South African. I always thought her name sounded Ghanaian. It yeah. does. That was my last edit song that I liked. So how are you checking? Oh. No, sorry. I think we have to start high energy. Okay. Beginning of the year. Whatever. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're better with the energy business. No, no, you, you can. I cannot. I can't. You have energy. You what have do you mean? You are. <laughs> I got energy. Bring the energy to the table. Got too many energy. 2020, baby. Woo, woo. New hey. decade, new year, new me. Woo. <laughs> new year, same me. New year, same me. <laughs> Thing. Which one? Oh, there was like a GIF or something of yeah. Lizzo, mm. you know, the, the singer. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, new, it was like, um, what was it? It, it? Yeah, like she was like dancing, and then like mm. someone else comes on the stage and mm. it's like, new me. And then like Lizzo like bumps her out and it's like, save me. <laughs> and I was looking at that, I was like, oh my God, this is so me. Like, Midway through January, you're like, like exhausted. I'm like, I'm so tired of being a better person. <laughs> <laughs> but January has actually gone by a little bit quick. I can't you believe. You reckon? I can't believe that it's like the, the going into our yeah. late, into our like yeah, early twenties, yeah, yeah. like already, like yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, it's gone quick just because like mm. um, um, you're busy. Yeah, I'm busy. Africa summiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've been busy and like mm-hmm. focusing on things. I mm. think that's kind of like what's made it kind of go a little Focus. bit quickly. Right. Oh, did you say quickie or quickie? When I, do you know, it's a new decade. You don't want to be a better person. <laughs> I am a better Everyone person. Everyone is working to be a better person. And no, here I didn't hear what you said. Do you say quick? I need to listen to this. Quickly. So why didn't you say it properly? Why do you not enunciate your words? I quickly. Okay, that's good. <laughs> confused person. Come on, this is why my accents. No, no, no. So okay, so happy New Year. Happy New Year. I actually have not seen you this year. Yeah. And it's the twenty something. Mm. It's crazy. I have not seen you. So okay, what is okay? What is one thing mm. that you had? Um, wanted to do in 2020, maybe like a New Year's resolution or whatever you call it for mm. yourself, like a goal that you have maintained like so far, like, oh, okay. and then one that you either have not been able to maintain, or as the year has, as the new year has gone on, you've kind of thought, um, oh, maybe not. That's really tricky because I feel like it's still quite early on. So it's the, you can't, you know, in order to develop a habit, they say you have to do something twenty. No, but times. what is it that you maybe you think you have been say, where you can see a trajectory? It's okay, no, I'm I'm really trying in this area. Uh, do you know, like I, it's 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 difficult for me to say. I think one thing I want to try and do more of instead of texting is to be having at least a meet because I am a I am a texter. Uh huh is to have at least one meaningful conversation um, a day with somebody. Not a day, but do you know what I mean? For me, that's a big thing because I hide behind messages. Right. So um, that's what I want to try and do. Have you attempted? I have, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I I think I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. What's one thing that you haven't been able to either because you, you tried and you just haven't been able to or maybe you either rethought about it and you're like oh actually why did I have that as a goal um I guess maybe I start I want like before I moved I was running like outside so I, when I okay. moved to the place I'm at now I was like oh I will run a bit more yeah but I haven't been able to do that just due to the weather yeah and it's also very hilly there like, okay. yeah like no joke so yeah. how about you so one thing um, I okay. So one thing that I've maintained mm-hmm. is I've wanted to get more sleep. Okay. Like I'm a, I'm I've been so bad with my sleeping. Yeah. Like I'm the type of person that just goes on three I hours, know. four hours sleep. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? You no, know, we're now in our thirties, girls. So yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
And I think it's something that I have tried. Mm. Not every day, but I mm. do think on average, I probably am now getting like at least six plus hours, wow. which for me is a lot. huge. Yeah. And it's taken discipline to get of to, literally yeah. being like trying to well like done. at 10, you know, put Pay my phone, phone down. Mm. Or what I try now do is go to bed mm. a little bit earlier because what mm. I've realized with me is I'll maybe say I'll go to bed at mm. half 10, but mm. I'll be on, on my phone, phone till like yeah. midnight. Yeah. Then yeah. I don't sleep but so for me and and i'll be honest with you i have felt a difference yeah like i've really really felt like the the difference of sleeping i'm like oh my god like i can't believe the the joys of sleeping i love sleeping so much yeah like like, and actually i wake up and i feel refreshed and there is this page on instagram that i've been following Mm -hmm. which is called the nap ministry Mm -hmm. and their whole thing is like uh, just promoting rest and mm. trying to like push back against this mm. grind culture like mm. you know no mm. sleep and all that mm. and I looked at that and first of all I, I guess I kind of took it as a joke but mm-hmm. I've really kind of been like internalizing it mm-hmm. like you know what rest mm. rest rest because I think even be- with New Year's resolutions for me, I was kind of like, oh my God, I need to do this. And I actually haven't finished doing like my goal because I was trying to do like a long term, like, Mm. you know, two, three year goal. And I was like, you know what? I need to rest Mm -hmm. and then I can, I can finish my goals in, In, you know, at the end of the month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's one. No, that's good. You said, okay. Oh, Uh another that I haven't been able to maintain. Mm. Hmm. Okay, no, no. So it's not that I haven't been in. It's I've rethought. Mm-hmm. It's to do with this whole like uh, cutting people off. Okay, tell me more. Like, I okay. Anyway, this will be a topic for another day. Okay. It's kind of like I've, you know, for various reasons. There maybe there's some people that will be like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm gonna put them on ice or whatever and, mm. and for reasons that you know are okay and make sense right mm. but then I've kind of been rethinking it in the sense that sometimes you kind of just need to go through the process mm-hmm. like it's a bit hard to just say oh I'm cutting someone off mm. and just cut them off like that okay. Okay. No, no, but what I'm saying is also I was thinking no, of, I not because you. someone did that to me. Mm. Well, not did that to me, but kind of threatened to cut me off and it it cut me deep like more than I realized and I actually thought, oh, "Okay, I okay. think maybe communicating cutting off is not maybe not you'd rather right maybe you'd rather yeah. just pull away but not be saying to someone, "Oh, I'm going to um oh, I'm going to not talk to you so i kind of rethought that maybe because i was at the brunt of it where someone was kind of like oh you know if you don't want to talk to me or cut me off whatever and i was just like this ain't cool like anyway i think this is a topic for we no 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 go yeah, into yeah. Depth into so it's something i've because, rethought like yeah. it's just more about you can cut people off and but it's just more about maybe how you do it like you don't need to be telling people to i ain't gonna talk to you like do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think it's just but it was because I maybe experienced it where someone, they didn't say like they kind of threatened. And for me, my reaction was kind of like, oh, okay. I don't need that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, we we hear you. I think we, this is, we need to actually set a whole episode aside for this one. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to find out who, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. So, no. Um, we need to we need to talk about that at some point in regards to because it's an element of protecting yourself and also just looking and after yourself. And how come every year you people are protecting your peace? Every year you are protecting. Of course, your because peace. you are the most you as in the person. Yeah, are the most important person. So no, you but you can't be the yourself. same person all the time protecting your peace. You are the problem. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. If every time you're like, I'm protecting my peace, I'm cutting people off. I'm protecting my peace. Oh right, right, right. I see what like, you mean. Then it's yeah. just like, like the heck. Mm. No, I'm not with that. Okay, no, we hear you. We hear you. So, 
First episode of the of the decade. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you, if I even know that's quite a decade. <laughs> it is a decade. Is... It's a new decade. Yeah. To allow, allow those woke people that are like, hey, it started one. No, it starts now. <laughs> it starts now. Natasha <sighs> has said. Please. Okay, so for this topic, for this episode today, we just want to talk a little bit or explore a little bit about how minorities, black ethnic minorities, um, interact with the with the with the health system and also just to take a closer look you know just to really kind of open up peel up the layers in regards to how migrants interact with the healthcare um with healthcare facilities because you know as we know there's a lot of evidence that suggests that people who have been ex- exposed to discrimination um have poor poorer health outcomes and I was reading something and which was which I found really interesting that it's even just the threat of discrimination um, predicts poor health um, in, independent of the actual exposure. So you're just walking around feeling like, oh, you know what? I might be discriminated against. That in itself, then somebody coming to um, discriminate against you, whether it's because of your color, your ra- your religion or whatever it is, that is, is, an, is, is an indicator of, um, of poorer health. And what we know as well is that, you know, people, whether you are, people of color they kind of we kind of expect to kind of be treated differently you know expect to receive a poorer service and this is like some research that actually found that that it's called like everyday discrimination and what you now when you're walking mm-hmm. around as a person of color there's an element that you kind of protect yourself that you know I might experience some racial inequality or I might experience whether it's not because it interpersonal discrimination it could be whether it could be your race it could be because of your age because of your sex but there is that element that we walk around with the protective layer mm-hmm. around us um just to kind of protect ourselves from um, experiencing um, discrimination mm-hmm. and all those things are linked with 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 poorer health outcomes mm. you know it's there is research that has shown that um discrimination is linked with pathogenic processes in the body so meaning that you are more prone to developing like some chronic conditions because mm-hmm. we are being discriminated against so i found that really interesting what's pathogenic so it's just how the cause of diseases oh, okay so you know um yeah so it's just the, the way diseases form or the way diseases um come to be so it's just that's the is it is that related to pathology in a way yes so it's like quite at a cellular level okay so how we know that discrimination leads to poorer health health Mm. outcomes we know that there is um for example here in the in the uk there was a group called mothers and babies reducing life through audits and confidential inquiries it was a group basically that Mm. was set up to look at why and what was happening with black uh, particularly black women um, who were experiencing, um, like they've, they found that women, black women were five times more likely to die as a direct mm. result of childbirth compared to their counterparts. So they set up this inquiry and they were meant to find out like um, what could they do to kind of reduce this from happening. Um, and, you know, there's loads of other things. There's all, loads of other reasons for this. So it's multifactorial. So we know that it's due to... Mm. Um, racial and ethnic differences and, and receiving a difference in quality and also in the t- intensity of care. Mm. So that being said, you know, we wanted to kind of bring it closer to home. It's like, how do you, mm-hmm. like, you know, because that's the wider, that's the wider thing. Yeah, yeah. No, so interestingly enough, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, I've kind of been hearing this mm-hmm. topic, right, about like basically how black women or sorry black people obviously we mm. talked about like maternal yeah. um deaths and is it called maternal like mm-hmm. when you're giving birth and stuff um it actually kind of got me thinking about you know like high profile stories that we've heard mm-hmm. we had um that mama sat mama cax yeah cax. the rihanna's model yeah because i heard something about concerns about that she'd I think she was in London and yeah, then she, she, she went to be seen. But it seems like people were kind of saying that, oh, you know, 
there, there, there was concerns that she was not taken seriously mm. when she talked about her ailment. Mm. Even Kim Porter, mm. Pete is um, mm. the, the mother of his his kids. Yeah. Apparently, she and this is in America mm. that <clears throat> for a while she had been saying, you know, what, she's not feeling well. She's mm. not feeling well. She's mm. not feeling well. And unfortunately, at the end, like you know, she passed away. Yeah. Um. And also, what we do know is that. I mean, I've heard like even Kelechi, um, mm. who's who's like a podcaster and you know blogger and stuff like that here in the UK. Like she's talked about like her experience. Oh really? Um, yeah, when she oh she's the one had the baby. Her, yeah, yeah. But previously, she's you know she's publicly talked about like her miscarriage on the podcast mm. and stuff like that. And um, she she attributes that to the way that she was treated in hospital. Um, and even you know like the report that you were saying that because um, they were saying that um, black mothers are five times uh, more likely to die From during childbirth, childbirth yeah. in comparison to white women mm. and actually even Asian women have a higher risk mm. of dying in comparison to mm. their white counterparts um, there's even um, a blogger I think she's here in the UK called Candice uh, Breath Wait, like if uh-huh. you if you're into like mummy blogs and stuff mm. like that, like she's she's big in in that community, and she said that well, after she had her cesarean, mm. like she complained that she felt really bad, right? And then they kept saying, no, this is like your first kid, don't worry and stuff like that. Mm. And then literally, like hours later or days later, they took her to the theater. And they were like, we need to. Like basically, we need to treat you; otherwise, you won't be with us in a few hours. Like it was that serious, mm. and it's the constant thing of like black people just not being taken seriously. Like, mm. and we've seen stuff on social media where, um, and it's perceived that maybe our threshold for pain mm. is <clears throat> is much higher. And mm. again, those are like the high profile stories that have been there and just the big conversation that mm. has been there just around, you know, how do minorities interact with the healthcare system and, and particularly, you know, in the West where we are truly a minority, mm. right? But then what we then wanted to focus on because Yeah, I mean just to, yeah. to to bring it closer to to home, it's really like how what are the attitudes of people of migrants accessing the healthcare system, you know, you're given like a 15-minute appointment, right? So bearing in mind that, you know, we are probably at more at risk of um, carrying, mm-hmm. you know, these diseases that are most are linked with black men, black women, for example, are known yeah. to have high blood pressure, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And here in the UK, you're given like a 15-minute appointment. Yeah. And there's so many barriers to kind of how do you how do you say what you are feeling within a in a 15 minute <clears> appointment? <throat> and bearing in mind that you need to kind of say what you want to say, and also get feedback, and also mm. get a plan, have an outcome to say, okay, so this is what you need to do. Mm. Yet there are so many issues that we that we carry. So already, if we're walking at, around with what is perceived as everyday discrimination, mm. you know you're expecting that you're going to get treated differently. Yeah. You know? And I thought that's why it was really interesting that we kind of started off with talking about basically, you know, what's being widely, widely, how do I say the word? Widely. Widely. Wildly. No, like widely. I know. Widely. (laughs) Yeah, talked about, right? Mm. Um, But like, you know, as you say, we kind of wanted to like just take a, a, a closer look at you know, what does this mean for migrants? Mm. Because what we're talking about is just generally like, you know, how do minorities, uh, people of color interact with the healthcare systems Mm. in their countries in the West, right? Mm. But I've not seen anyone really talk about migrants exclusively. Correct. Because migrants are really like a subset of this wider wider circle mm. and i think that there are issues that are unique to mm. us as mm. migrants mm. that don't affect 
the mm. other people of color mm. who are native to those countries. So, so it's good that yeah. you talk about, for example, like the 15 minutes. So if we can kind of like dig deep, deep into like, can imagine you have the 15 minutes, like yes. what, what issues affect us as migrants, uh, which make us more susceptible to, I guess, maybe being discriminated mm. uh, intentionally or unintentionally, which makes us not have the same good outcomes as mm. other people would when they interact with the healthcare system. I mean, I think for me, like the biggest thing that I have thought of is the language barrier. Yeah. You know, I think it's again, you know, there's so many, there's so many subsets. There's subsets in that mm. you can put all um so I, as Af- as Africans, you know, we will have mm. different experiences from our from people out there, like from the Caribbeans, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us in particular, and personally, if what I have exp- what I have seen is mm. I remember once I must have been like, you know, before man form two, I mm. took my my uncle asked me to take my great grandmother to the doctor. Mm. I remember sitting there and um he didn't speak Ndebele, um, and he was asking, oh, what's happening with... Who, with, the doctor? With the cock, the... yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And so I'm speaking, so I'm still, I'm now the translator, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so this is happening. And it's Ugo Koko, like, what's the problem, right? Mm. Um, and she was like, ah, in this club. I was okay. like, so I was like, I was like, what is that? Like, I was mm. like, I think it's a stroke. Um, and I was like, and even up until to this day, I still don't know what the closest thing to Islam is in English. So there's mm. definitely, there's an element of language barriers. There's things that we have. And that was Zim, And that so was Zim. Zim. Imagine here. So imagine mm. here when you have to spend a good five minutes articulating that these are my symptoms. Mm. And what do you need to say in order to be taken seriously? Because I think mm. as it is, there's going to be certain buzzwords in a doctor in a doctor's lingo that she's mm. going to be like, okay, so this is serious, this is serious. But as a person who has who doesn't have that language, who doesn't mm. know what to say, I feel like that is where things get lost in translation mm. and then things do not get taken seriously. So I think that's definitely one of the things. Like, I don't mm. know if you have any thoughts in regards to... Yeah, yeah. So I think language is definitely one. And I think I want to say that it's 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 language in the most basic like mm. sometimes maybe english you struggle with english you know because mm. you know that mm. that's that's the language of transaction right yeah. um so i think there's that but then there's another layer which is just how we use language mm. right the way we use our english mm. is just different mm. to how maybe english people use their english yes. right so again you talk about articulation you talk about going to a GP and they literally be like, you only have 15 minutes, mm. like stop waffling. Mm. <laughs> like, and you get there and the doctor's not even looking at you, probably like writing mm. down notes, right? Mm. So you kind of have to be like succinct in what you're saying, like mm. concise in what you're saying. Mm. And we, people, we, you know, I know I struggle sometimes with being like, like mm. being brief and concise, mm. right? So there's one. And then there's another thing, which is, again, related to how we use language, which is, I think, how can I, how can I articulate this? I don't know if sometimes it's, it's just coming from just that positive language or mm. faith, maybe mm. like maybe religiously induced or mm. whatever, but which is almost minimizing like, ah, no, it's, it's okay. It's not, not wanting to say, oh my God, like mm. I feel so terrible, mm. but kind of wanting to speak soften positively. the, yeah, speak yeah. positively. Mm. And I think sometimes it's, 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 it's about, you know, acknowledging that maybe this is an environment where you, you should mm. just actually say exactly what it, it is that yeah. you think, right? Mm. Because a doctor, nurse, healthcare professional will, will only really rely on what you, you tell mm. them to mm. be able to carry on further investigation. So I think that's one language. I think another thing that I was thinking about is how, how can I, our attitudes to the healthcare system. Mm. So like power, as you think like power, power balance? No, so I was mm. more so thinking about based on our experience. Mm. So for example, if, um, you know, you're from Zim and in Zim, Vele, 
to even go to a hospital or a doctor is something mm. that you you think money and you mm. think, or sometimes there may be mistrust. You'll be like, oh, I don't have money to go to the best, you know, to the mm. best hospital, to the best doctor. Or I don't have money for So you you just stay at home and you, you don't have trust of the healthcare system because you don't think it's functioning, right? So sometimes you can transpose so you that- those behaviors here mm-hmm. where even if you have a small ailment, you push through it mm. because you just... You, Going to a hospital doctor is not the first thing you mm. sort of think of. So you bring those behavior, those attitudes mm. towards That's just the institution of healthcare here. Mm. That's interesting. I always feel like, um, I almost feel like maybe because I work in healthcare, I find, yeah. I, I think it's it's the opposite. I think people okay. actually might access it more and you might find that someone will have umpteen appointments mm-hmm. but try, still trying to get one thing diagnosed so again back to that whole language thing mm-hmm. i think you know as you're speaking earlier i was thinking as well like you know it, back home it, there's mm-hmm. that element of respecting yeah, yeah, you know it's yeah, yeah. so yeah. you may end up not really articulating what you want so then there's always there's always that power balance you know when you have a and then you yeah. end up not saying because you feel like oh you know what I, I'm not why am I even here you feel like guilty mm. or you feel like a bit of a, a fraud to say that oh, you know I don't really dis- maybe my symptoms okay. are not as serious as serious yeah. and then you end up downplaying them again yeah yeah and then I think another thing which I had sort of thought about under our attitude, mm. but maybe this could be like a part, a part A, B, whatever. But I also think sometimes, like when you come here, I'm trying to think of myself, but I was young, so maybe I didn't really, mm. I wasn't really thinking of it that way. But I do think sometimes maybe there's, there's a feeling of like, do I, feeling like you don't deserve the perks? Like for example, mm. in UK, mm. Um, healthcare is free. Mm. Like if you're registered with your GP and mm. you live here, right? Mm. The like the National Health Service is free. You don't pay. So if you're coming from you know that a uh, culture where you pay for everything, you pay mm. for a painkiller, you pay mm. like you pay to you know to be mm. seen or whatever, and then you come here and it's kind of like you'd be feeling like you know mm. the kind of it's oh, more like I don't know it's like, it? is it like an inferiority complex mm. imposter mm. sort of thing mm. where you feel like oh I don't deserve to mm. access mm. the healthcare system mm. and then put that together with the cocktail of maybe being in um, an environment where you know now there's like you watch the news and there's like immigrants draining the healthcare mm. system mm. or immigrants mm. this 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 what do you think yeah. it's like in like in South Africa? Like yeah, in you know with the whole xenophobic attacks and stuff because that's a different that's another level of um of discrimination. Like I think here mm. you know yeah what you know to A&E or GP. Of course there's an element of immigration status that is important. Mm. Um but you will you will get treated and even if yeah. like my paper I think you still, I think you still get treated, and yeah. then they bill you or something. Like I'm thinking of people who are in transit, for example. Mm. Um, but in South Africa, for example, that's a completely different ball game. I have no experience whatsoever. Yeah. In regards to e-healthcare equality, but I'm wondering, like, what must that be like, where you are constantly walking around, you're being told to, mm. you are there. People mm. actively say that you know you are you are draining the healthcare system. Mm. You guys should go back. So it's 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 harsher. It's you know, and I'm sure it it will be different for people who are again um of a different you know standing. Oh, mm. people who have who are there legally, who are there. But what what I just wonder why how much more difficult it must so, be for people. So I was talking to someone and mm. they were saying it's quite complicated and quite layered because. Mm. Again, it depends where you are. Because yeah. if you're in, in an in an affluent area, then you're fine. Just just like mm. as it is in you know like on the ground, mm. right? Attitudes are different. Mm. Um, and I think I saw something on YouTube where I think this was uh, 2017 or 
18, where they were saying like 80, 18% of medical professionals mm. are foreigners in South Africa. Oh, really? Or, or actually, I think it said we're Nigerians. I think, right? Oh, really? 18%. Mm. So like that point was being made. So I think, and and actually, um, there was a paper that I... Uh, I came across by this guy called John, by these two guys, uh, one called Jonathan Crush and um, another called God, Godfrey Tawadzera, right? And they wrote a paper on med, they, they call it medical xenophobia, mm. um, and particularly the Zimbabwean migrant access to public health services oh, wow. in South Africa, right? Mm. So their their paper sort of examined the extent to which xenophobia manifests itself within public institution that mm. offers services to citizens and non-citizens um, and their research was really primarily based on Zimbabweans mm. and their experience and mm. I think it was in done in Durban mm. uh, that, that, that that's where they did the research and then they found that that what they call medical xenophobia was deeply entrenched in the public health system mm. and really dependent on the attitudes of the healthcare professionals. Mm. So again, why it's layered is because it's who's administering Absolutely. it, right? So if you've got a Zimbabwean doctor, you've got it a Zimbabwean nurse, yeah. it would be it it will be different, mm. right? Or maybe another immigrant, it will be different. Mm. Um, and I think there's something. I again, guys, maybe if you're in SA, you can advise. But my understanding was reading the paper was I think there's something where like they'll ha they have to treat you. Mm. Like say if you're coming in and you're really unwell, it's it's over a certain threshold. Like they have to treat you, but there were cases where people were being turned away. Wow! Because maybe they didn't have like they were asking them for documentation or whatever. Yeah. But it's actually like say for example, if you go somewhere and you know your blood pressure is falling, mm. like everybody knows that yeah. that is serious, yeah. or your blood pressure is through the roof, like. That is, you have to get treated. That you, that yeah. you need to, to, to treat someone who's mm. coming with treat chest pains. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but they found that people were being sort of turned away. Wow. So, yeah. So, so I actually, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I was reading something. So I love the way you came with your facts. But I, there's this paper and I'll look for it. So mm -hmm. It was basically a study that they did. This was in America mm -hmm. where... Um, they, they looked at, you know, when there's like a shooting, like when the, mm -hmm, a black mm -hmm. man gets, mm. or sorry, not necessarily a man, black person gets shot down mm -hmm. um, in a particular state. Yeah, they yeah. found that, you know, that, that on its own, that one shooting would have a negative impact on people's health in that state for three months. What? For three months. So basically, wow. it's, it's, it's crazy. But people, mm. it, it, that affects the way people then are, um, will will go to the doctors with problems because they yeah, find that yeah. people, they're it's like you know they're carrying that mm -hmm. that death with them, right. you know, and then it's it it has a negative effect negative effect yeah, on their yeah, health yeah. and also how they interact with the healthcare system. Right. So I found that really fascinating, and also what you mm. were talking about about mm. the person who is treating you. So mm. that's it's the empathy gap, basically, is the, okay. where we feel more um, sympathy or empathy mm. towards the same, towards people who are suffering from our own group as opposed to others. Mm. So that's like what you're saying with, you know, you go and you find there's a, a, mm. a, a black nurse or a black doctor, you might find that you're treated differently. Mm. To flip that though, I remember mm. when we were having this conversation and mm. you were like, oh, you know what, in Navelinga, if I go to the doctors, I would want or to hospital, you'd want to be treated by somebody non. What did you say specifically? You said not I mean, like, not West Africa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're just gonna bat me up like that, right? <laughs> no, no I was okay. I, okay, I, and this is non PC. This mm. is you know, this is just my personal experience. Yeah, I to I have found that uh, mm, okay I'm just gonna say it okay say it when I've had bad experience mm. with healthcare it really has been from uh people that uh, 
other other migrants, <laughs> right? Yeah. In terms of maybe just being harsh in tone, mm. or just not being not explaining things, mm. or just because you're vulnerable, you mm. know, when 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 you go and mm. stuff like that, and just not feeling a sense of like urgency and a sense mm. of um yeah like with 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 my and 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 i was honest with you i've 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 said that for me <laughs> no it's gonna sound no, bad no, but it's, it's for not. me i'm like you every time i've really had like i've mm. always had the best care mm. and mm. i told and remember what i say to you mm. right and again no offense i said to you i totally think that and i'll say this and that some people some of our people right are in healthcare because mm. Bafunama Pep. Mm. That's not their calling. That's yeah. not their 100%. passion. And they should be nowhere near a patient. 100%. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And yeah. and I've come across that. Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it I I I agree with you there. It's that and then it's it it totally mm. knocks that whole empathy gap off the scale. Yeah. Because I think Utimina in Sekaya, for example, when you when, yeah. when I had to Tamara, that was a different experience of the help. There was no empathy there, that's for sure. Like you know, people mm. or midwife, and that's the thing. Or mid- midwives are kind of mm. known to have like um, a certain attitude to 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 people giving birth. They're not as gentle as you you as you're saying. You know, and I I experienced really? that. Really, and then you know to flip the 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 page and come here, for example, in the UK. Are you alright in that? In all my healthcare professionals, Amane, they came into it because of the safety of Ama Pepper, right? Yeah. So you find that, and it's not even just Amandawa Miyama, yeah. even Ama Kiwa, because remember when there was a financial crisis, I remember we started having Tina says, Tina saying mm. qualified, you'd find that Ama students were coming for my placement. Mm. You know, they're accounting, for example, say Tina, all of a sudden, systems are like, because that was the security. People yeah. being made redundant. So now you have like a bunch of people who yeah. don't necessarily have the empathy or the compassion yeah. to be in the healthcare. Yeah. But they are the people who are now and treating. And remember, I, I qualified and I say to you that I have seen a difference within... I'm not going to count, you know, you guys who came and you trained here, right? Mm. But say maybe people came a little bit older. But there's a difference between... People say at home who were nurses mm. or doctors mm. Mm. versus people who came here mm. and like did it for, mm. you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, so those people, like, you can, you know, yeah. like, there's just I'm that care. Because I feel like it's a calling, right? Because I don't think I could do it. I don't know about just being a calling, to be honest. You, I think you could do it. I if, would. if there was an if there was you know if there was a case of you Natasha and Zalapa, utolama pepako oh no yeah 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 maybe mm. I'm just I was just never in that position right mm. but I I'm just saying I I every time I go to hospital I mm. come out and I say God bless these people mm. who work with like I'm always like God. <laughs> bless you <laughs> like yeah. you know so and sp- speaking mm-hmm. of god as well because that's another element that's another angle yeah um of you know i guess people not really ask not really going to uh, auto data in time yeah when they have um easy lingo basically because yeah. you know the first place the the flesh the flesh yeah the first point of call is to uhambago pasta yeah. To get untandas or yeah. you know to pray yourself to fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet my ailments are continuing to to progress. So that's another yeah. reason why people um, take a little bit longer to go. And then yeah. when they do go to a mat auto whatever the mm-hmm. symptoms or whatever, and, the and case that's is. the thing, like like um, yeah. So like religious purposes mm. and relying on and and those things, you know, that there is. They they do work, but sometimes mm. I think they are less effective in acute and very serious cases. Of course. Right. Yeah. So we all know that late diagnosis of anything, right? Mm. Just just, you know, puts you at such a high risk for mm. so many things. Mm. And that's why 
if we go back to the attitude towards mm. the healthcare system, because mm. like, like I remember I was talking to someone and they were saying that, you know, like I'm a cure, they they catch things early. Mm. What mm. but just because they just have that, like mm. if they feel whatever, they'll mm. go mm. to and obviously, you know, like say so we we face other things where you know, are you going to be believed or whatever? Mm. But they will go. Mm. Whereas think about the times where you've struggled through something and you you mm. became well, your mm. body just healed yeah. you maybe in yeah. weeks but you actually just carried it yeah yeah you yeah. literally just carry i know like there's so many times literally carried it through but mm. it, you know thank god it was not serious mm. but mm. it could have been so yeah there's definitely that like reliance on other things mm. another thing that i did want to say mm. is like kind of maybe related to language mm. i think there's something about how we communicate mm. even in terms of body language. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, so, like, I remember I was talking to someone and they were saying um, they were, uh, there was this patient who came in, Jan Jan Yanj, mm. and um, she was part of the team mm. or whatever. Mm. So they were asking this person, whatever. so when the person left or whatever, then apparently, like, other doctors were like, oh, did you see? Like, mm. she was, like, her, they say, oh, her eyes were racing. She wasn't mm. looking in the eye. Mm. She's mm. not, she's being dodgy, mm. right? Mm. And then, thankfully, this person was there and was like, because this is someone, I think, from, um, mm. but from our region, right? Mm. And the person was like, no, you know, like, in our culture, you don't mm. look people in the eye, mm. right? Mm. And then mm. they're like, Really? Mm. Like, yeah, no, you you it's don't true. look people in mm. the eye, right? So then they were like, oh, okay, but yeah, when I, it was that, like, mm. they were not believed because they were like, of course, that's you know, unusual. Is she is she not being true? Yeah. Is there something that she's mm. hiding mm. and stuff like that? Mm. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, that's true. And like again, it comes down to that whole. I think the, the power balance mm. because you're not going to go in and 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 shame as well. Mm. Like you know, when you go in with um. Just, just, just look someone in the eye with you. Oh, you know what? Mm. I have a problem mm. in this area. Mm. You know, lapa mm. and to look at someone in the eye. So Tina, we were not, we were not brought up like that. Yeah. We we're not brought up to. It's something that we've had to learn over time. Which you yeah. know what? It's my fifteen minutes. I have your confidence. You're not going yeah. to take my business anywhere else. Yeah. And this is my problem. And you know, yeah. to say that and articulate it in. Uh, yeah. In a, in a meaningful and in a way that is going to have impact on the person who you're speaking to. But you're right. Mm. Body language is a big thing. You know, you know, you're already speaking in a very meek mm. voice because we're vulnerable. You know, we're carrying a lot of mm. that whole interpersonal discrimination. You're expecting that, mm. or, you know, maybe I'm not going to be believed. Maybe I will be believed. Mm. But yeah, it's a... It's an interesting, yeah. interesting thing. And then just one more point. Like, mm. we touched on this when we we did the topic on domestic violence. Mm. Like, mm. I think your immigration status. Mm. Like, we're saying, like, with the essay example where, yeah. like, they were yeah. now asking for documentation mm. and you couldn't. So, even here, like, if yeah, for some same. reason... You know, same, maybe yeah. you're, yeah. So then you, you be scared to even go mm. any was, but any they're supposed to like treat you, yeah. and stuff. So or even like if you're dependent on someone mm. and all that stuff, and again, even like if there's domestic violence, yeah, and yeah, there's that nature yeah. of the relationship where yeah. you're dependent on that yeah. person. So I think, yeah, those are. Not all, mm, but some. some of the issues I think really are unique to mm. us as immigrants. Mm. And I think there's a theme here around um, things that cause us to maybe, I don't know, have a, like a, a late diagnosis mm. or seeking mm. care mm. early, mm. right? Very quickly, how are you, like, when you go to, are you able to kind of, like, okay, so this is my problem? I think now I right? I, I yeah. am a little bit. But I remember one time, years mm. back, they used to have do this thing in the UK. I think they've now changed it, where you could only go and talk about one issue. Still the same. 
typical. I think now to my one the they're, they're a bit different. You actually. go there with three things, mm. right? And they'll tell you that we'll concentrate on maybe one or two. Yeah. So I remember I went there and mm. like this doctor, I was like, oh, I've got two things. And he was like, it's one. And I was like, I was like, but it these things may be, mm. I don't know. And mm. you're the doctor. These things may be related, Links, yeah. right? And fast forward, years later, mm. I I think it was kind of related mm. that like that when I then had to go to hospital mm. and had had a procedure, whatever, like mm. I, I looking back, I was like, that could have been true. But, but <laughs> the thing about me, cause I used to work at the financial ombudsman service years ago. Mm. So I know how to write a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> and so this person was like, and he was like, snappy with me mm. I think there was like some discrimination but he was like another mm. minority he was like an mm. Asian doctor whatever. Mm. but he was just and I was I remember I was in pain I went I went I went to work I general medical advisory council wow I wrote the, I wrote the email wrote and said would you know I've got I, mm. these were my ailments mm. what 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 I don't mm. like how I was spoken to I was mm. in a vulnerable position and then I remember the 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 manager of the surgery, you know, like how he mm. like you're part of a trust or mm. however it works, mm. like wrote me a letter. I was like, no, oh, wow. in the first instance, can you please like tell us? And I was just like, never yes. mind. There are many things I cannot do in this life, mm. but write a letter of complaint. I can do. I can do and well get it done. resolved. <laughs> well done. Sis. I can. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess, you know, I I'm, I guess my ampoule is like, you know, if I have a headache, I take painkillers. But yeah. I'm not, I'm, I I don't really waste time. And I think in the boy, is just getting on to like, if you need an appointment for something, like it takes yeah. such a long time. That's yeah. the exhausting thing. And then there's that element as well. We do kind of carry on, carry through some yeah, things. Yeah, you carry, yeah. But it's it doesn't necessarily make, make it right. You yeah, know, we need yeah. to look after ourselves. We need to really prioritize self. Yeah. And, um, you know, go to the people who are able to help you when you need help. Yes, yes, yes. So let us wind, wind down. Yeah, so guys, tell us your experiences. What is it like in... Wherever you are, if in South Africa, you know, what issues have you had accessing or what challenges do you face um, getting onto the accessing healthcare facilities? We I'd be forward. interested in America because remember when they have they such pay. a, a mm. they pay. Mm. So I would imagine it would be different mm. in mm. a way. Yeah. So I mean, the bias is probably still, still are there. But. Yeah. So carry on the conversation. Hashtag girl in sky. Hey, I love this song. Have you been listening to Wicked D? No? Egypt, Egypt. Oh, Kenan tapinda tapinda. So you say that they are about Jerusalem? The Jerusalem, Egypt. But there's a part like the song. Hmm. It's about leaving Egypt, like leaving Zim. Ah, oh, leaving. We're crossing. Yeah. Listen to this part. So it's the way I understand it, it's like Egypt, like leaving. Remember, like the Bible, you know, when the Egyptians yeah, when they left. left Egypt, yeah. right? So, like going to Canaan and thinking, you know what, mm. Tapino, we've gone to the promised land. Mm. And then, and then he, here he says that, like, I'm going to go without my mom. Mm. I think there's a saying in Shona that says, where there's, you don't go where there's no mother. Mm. Right? 
but people are forced mm. to go where there's no mother. All like, right. how do you figure out life? Right, right, right. Right? So, that's Winky D. Nice and nice. But, um, I think it's been myself. Yes, guys. <laughs> but yes, Koli, where can people find you on social media? On Twitter, I am Koli NC. Okay, and I, I am at Malaika Diva on Twitter. What's your mobile number? I, I feel like it was someone wants to send you a private good morning, Natasha no, 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 message. No. But if somebody would like to support yes. us continuing making these episodes, uh, you can PayPal us um, at Galen's Guys and our PayPal link is available through our social media. Yes, please, guys. We do need your support. Yes. Um, in producing this content and recording in the quality studio that we are in at the moment. Exactly. So if if we help you, you know, make your week go by smoother. Yeah. Yeah. We would be eternally grateful. Yeah. Anyway, catch us on Twitter, we're at Girl in Skies. Instagram, we're at Girl in Skies. YouTube, we're at Girl in Skies. Facebook, we're at Girl in Skies Podcast. I think that's it, right? And then we've got, um, I then something that's five. If you want to email us about anything, yes. we are um, on mygirlinskies at gmail.com. And guys, let us know what you think about this. Mm. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts? Like, we only talked really about the UK because that's mm. what we know. But it's it definitely not limited to the UK. So yes. we're really interested. So please hashtag Galen's Guys on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Email us. Let's get the conversation going. I think mm. it would be really helpful for all of us. Yeah, yes, so definitely. And we talked about the domestic violence episode. So mm. if you could like, you know, do a little throwback and, mm. you know, press play on that so yeah yeah come back to your lady if you love on a day got police a face got police a face